0: Kicking and streaming podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. All right, so should we get started? Sure. (laughs) Very well then, because you know what? We have quite a show this week, aren't we? (laughs)
1: <laughs> we
0: do. Although we've been talking for twelve minutes now, almost, and we haven't. Even we don't sat- get
1: to, Well, we don't get to Zoom anymore, and we don't get to talk to each other. So we yeah. catch up somehow.
0: <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of Zoom, do you know that the people, the makers of Zoom, our, our recorder, have created something that is basically a direct competition to the Road uh, Procaster? Uh, you know, that thing that I've been, I've been meaning to buy that cost almost $600. And, yeah. you know, so, so it is also something like, well, it actually costs $200 less and is made by Zoom. You can record directly into it. You can drop your little interviews, you know, with hot buttons in Sheet for, for sound effects and stuff. And you can receive your phone calls directly linked into it without needing to, you know, put a wire on your phone. You can just do the the Bluetooth. Bluetooth is into it, and then boom, the same things that the road broadcaster does. So, I don't know, man. I mean, I've been pretty happy with Zoom, so yeah, that might be the thing. You know,
1: yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, and also
0: you can travel with it because it is also battery powered. <laughs>
1: that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Like, yeah. I've, that's cool.
0: That's yes. cool. Yes, yes. So, this is one of those little gadgets that I'm happy about, and uh, that might be my, you know, Christmas present to myself. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, sad. I like it.
0: <laughs> I am like bloody sad. Graham gives himself a present. <laughs> 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 All right. Oh, Jojo, let's go ahead and do this. One minute of silence, please. This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast. A binge watcher's guide to streaming
2: movies, TV series,
0: and stuff. Here are your hosts,
2: Graham and
1: Jocelyn.
0: And hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming. Here with you is Graham. And of course, on the other side of Skype. Is with me, my favorite co-host, because she's the only one I have, of course, (laughs) on JoJo.
1: Hold up, wait a minute. I'm only the favorite because I'm the only
0: one? (laughs) My son tells me that all the time. I'm like, hey, man, you know you're my favorite son, right? He's like, but I'm your only son. (laughs) I'm like, dude, you don't have to get so angry about it. (laughs) How you doing, JoJo.
1: I'm doing good. How are you doing,
0: <laughs> Yeah, I'm doing okay. You doing okay? Yeah, you're doing
1: okay.
2: It's
0: been it's been a, it's been a good week. Um you can say that. Whatever the explanations to that is. <laughs> <laughs> uh this is a week that we are um I think this, it, it, we could easily start a tradition here, isn't it? This might be something we ha- we will have to do every uh October. Uh you know, approaching the days of of
2: halloween isn't it
1: yeah yeah it's uh getting to be where the nights are a little bit longer and uh the weather's a little bit cooler and it's the time for a uh, nice warm drinks and uh good food and cozy mysteries and other people's deaths
0: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> i like
0: that <laughs> uh, so what should we uh, entitled this episode I, I i've thought about on jojo's spooky episode
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is the well, i don't know i
1: don't know i was i was thinking because I, I, I on my list i have a, a lot of british things so i was thinking streaming bloody murder
2: Streaming bloody
1: murder. (laughs) I like that.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. And so because I'm not a, well, it's not that I'm not a fan, but it's not necessarily the thing that I do the most, which is watching um, murder mysteries and things of that nature. (laughs) More a guy of boring dramas. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, I'm more of a boring drama type of guy, legal dramas and shit like that. So so really, this is going to be almost entirely on JoJo's show. And I'm dying to, because I saw your list. And by the way, I started watching something on your list and I am bloody hooked right away, which is lore. Uh-huh. Oh, man, where was that? And why haven't I started the <laughs> show already? You know? But yeah, Anjojo. So, so how how did you become a fan of this genre? Since since, since when did, did did that? You know, has that been a thing in your life?
1: I actually think, as far as as murder mysteries go, it's gonna be probably from the very beginning of when I first knew that books existed. Mm-hmm. My father was a huge fan of any sort of reading and any sort of research, but for Entertainment, what he loved to read was Agatha Christie and Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Those were his two favorites. So Sherlock Holmes. Loved Sherlock Holmes, and he loved anything to do with Agatha Christie. And so he gave me an Agatha Christie book one time because I liked uh, the Nancy Drew books, the – Awful, terrible, terrible pulp Nancy Drew books. But he gave me a Nancy... He gave me an uh, Agatha Christie book once, mm-hmm. uh, along the, something along the lines of, stop reading that crap and start reading this crap.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I was hooked. So, And it's kind of became... Because I, I grew up quite um, economically distressed. And so we had uh, three TV channels, and one of them was PBS. And PBS... Gotta love PBS because it, it brought a, a whole lot of things into, into people's homes that otherwise you'd never get to see. Right. But uh, it was a Masterpiece Theater, which would have the Miss Marple series, the Poirot series, the Sir Lord Peter, or Lord Peter Wimsey series. And at the time, it was hosted by Vincent Price. And so it was just a delightfully little macabre thing. And it was kind of a family tradition that we would watch those when they were on. You know, sometimes my dad would, would have been working, but um, we did have a, one of the, what he used to call boat anchor VCRs, mm-hmm. and uh, which, you know, they're the size of a t- computer tower times three or so, and you know, <laughs> big VHS tapes, and he would record them. And so, you know, we would we would watch them. So that's kind of how it happened with me is uh from a, a young kid my my father enjoying a good mystery
0: I, I think we should actually at some point do an episode just talking about your father because <laughs> uh, you know the the conversations we've had about him have uh, resulted to me like one of the most fascinating people uh out there and i i i truly wished that i had the opportunity and the pleasure to have met him met him at least once to just have to just have a drink with him and and, and have a one of those long ass conversations that <laughs> are full of anecdotes and 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 show of knowledge that only Graham can do. <laughs>
1: i I would love that, and i I wish you could have met him too he He would have enjoyed you very much, he would have enjoyed talking to you very much um he was always a huge fan of any sort of intelligent conversation so i I know that he would have he would have loved to have gotten to talk to you, so I wish that would have happened as well
0: but his gift to me, even though he never met me and I never met him, was the fact that. He has this daughter that today hosts a podcast with me and is also a fantastic conversation and, and <laughs> a great friend. So that is, uh, I'm eternally grateful. Uh, to uh-huh. um, so, on <laughs> Jojo. Yes. I would like you to take the realm of this and, and get started with your first recommendation. in and, okay. and, and I will be shooting some questions about, because again, these are series and movies and shows that I'm going to start watching too. And as I told you before uh, earlier, I have already started watching. By the list that you sent me prior to the show, I already started watching one of them, and I'm hooked. And And I will go down the list because as of yet, everything that you've ever recommended to me, either because we, we started doing this show together or before that when we just used to just talk about things that we're watching every time i've watched them i've i've learned a lot about actors in in performance that i've perhaps have never heard before or never followed before and i've become big fans of them so uh, what do you say we'll get started then let's get started i'm excited all right who's your first one what you got
1: all right, so I'm, I'm going to lead off a slightly different order than the list I originally sent you, only because of, of the conversation we just had about my dad. Um, I'm, I'm going to start with my first recommendation, which is Miss Marple. And Miss Marple from 1984, the series that began with a TV movie in 1984. The reason I'm choosing this particular Miss Marple is because of the casting. Miss Marple is, if you're not familiar with the Agatha Christie character, she is an old lady. She is a never-married lady. She lived in a small town in England her entire life, St. Mary Mead. She never really left it, but she has an unbelievable eye and nose and instinct and knowledge about human nature, And she is almost a savant when it comes to evil. Mm -hmm. So the lady that plays Miss Marple in the 80s was an actress by the name of um, Joan Hickson. And she is so good. She is so good. She takes this character that could be turned into kind of a bumbling, strange idiot that I have seen in a few movies and other series, mm-hmm. um, and elevates her to what she actually is, which is a genius. And so this is why I choose Miss Marple from the 80s. It's uh, Joan Hickson is the the main, main person that you're going to see in this. There's a few other actors that are Regulars on the show, but for the most part, everybody else is kind of in and out because every story no. is a little bit different. The nice thing about this series is you can hop into it anywhere in the eighties and you're not going to have really missed very much. No. Um, in the sense of like, you're not going to know what's going on because each, each, each episode or each, uh, triple episode is encapsulated. So you're not going to be like, wait, who is this person? What, why are they here? It, it doesn't. It, it, it's all self-encapsulated. So um, it is available on BritBox. They did them from 1984 to
2: 1989. Oh,
1: wow. And Miss Hickson was Miss Marple for the whole series. And they're just, they're a really delightful, very British, very BBC in the 80s. Yeah. Um uh series and there's they're very um respectful to the original content which i've read all of the books um but also when they have to deviate from it which you do obviously have to sometimes from television it's it's never anything that you're like miss marple would never do that right right (laughs) (laughs) they're still respectful to the character so um if you haven't watched it if you if, if you're you know just sliding through and You know, if you've ever heard of it or anything, it doesn't look particularly interesting. I'm going to say that it doesn't look interesting. It's a picture of an old lady and she looks boring and it (laughs) looks like a boring series. Yeah. But it genuinely is not. And. Miss Hickson, Miss Joan Hickson is delightful in it, and she she makes the entire series. Um, She is an actress of unbelievable quality and stature and you just fall in love with her and she can with a look say something that i think some actors would would never have been able to do in a half an hour
0: that is that is an amazing uh, as you were speaking of her i I, I, you know i googled her and you know i'm looking at the pictures and doing a bit of reading about her and yeah i can see what you're saying and and she's an OBE, which is a a title that is bestowed upon people. Uh, it's Order of the British Emperor. and uh, it's some would say that she actually was born to play this. Right? I mean, she was it.
1: Yes. Yes. And they have made series before starring uh, another actress that was very popular. They made a few series afterwards that were also very popular. But for me, this is the true Miss Marple. Marple.
0: That's what I was going to ask you that, you know, you know, with the with the age of revivals of series, what, mm-hmm. you know, how ha- have they attempted to, you know, to bring it back with other actors? And how has that gone?
1: They've actually t- uh, tried twice. Right And to mix success, I think the the one there was one done in the late nineties early 2000s that miss Marple was a much younger woman uh, playing her, and it just for me did not work. Some of the episodes were okay, yeah. uh, but the overall quality just wasn't quite there. There is a more recent one I think that was done in the 2010s with uh, an old Older actress. Miss Marple is an old lady. So, I mean, right. it's, I, I don't know why you would shy away from that. They exactly. I mean, would be old, an ageist. So. Yes, very much so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that one is, I believe, m- more successful. Um, and, uh, to me, uh, it, It's not Joan Hickson, so she's not Miss Marple, but I can watch that one and not cringe horribly like I did with the other one where they made her a young woman.
0: So let me ask you this then. If they were to bring back this show in a maybe third attempt, who knows how many, who would you propose to to, to, to be the actress for it?
1: Oh, that's a brilliant question. That's a brilliant question. (laughs) And one that I don't know that I have an answer for because I'm trying to think of of older I mean of course your brain immediately goes to Dame Judy Dench be- just because she's Judy Dench. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I I I still but, but I can I, see why but again Judy Dench has these this air of of elitist. She does. That I don't Purgle know I would be convinced to see her playing a small town older lady that has you know I don't know
1: yeah yeah you're completely right because she does definitely have the, the I don't know the Queen's English about her so I that's I don't know Graham that's an excellent question
0: <laughs> well then that might be you stumped me <laughs> that then might become our little homework if we were to cast someone to play uh, Miss Marple with the same well, with similar qualities as, you know, Miss uh, Joan Hickson, who would that be? Why don't we just open that question, open up that question to our to to our audience too, right? To our listeners.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would love to hear what 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 folks had to think of because I I I'm stumped, but that doesn't mean as soon as we finish recording, I won't think of five actresses. So. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, the 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 mind is just like that, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's, it's
1: lovely. It's lovely with that kind of thing.
0: Very well, then. So nice to meet you, uh, Miss Marple. And uh, I'm gonna, you know, and do not be alarmed. And that's to our listeners too. If m- some of these things I don't know about, sounding like a a guy that seemingly knows a lot of shit. There are some things that I don't know, and it's all based on the fact that I was not raised in the U.S. or in, in, in a country outside of the Caribbean. In, in, where I grew up, it's, it's, it was either French TV or Spanish TV. So <laughs> there's a lot of things that seem to be part of everybody's childhood, um, of our contemporary, contemporaries that I will be completely ignored of. So I'm discovering these also with Onjojo, which is why Onjojo is the one taking the lead on this one. And I am delighted to pick your brain. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, well,
1: and, and with, I can say also for our listeners with myself, having grown up, economically challenged aka dirt poor um i have a a a slightly different i think knowledge set when it comes to entertainment (laughs) so so there's plenty of gaps in my knowledge as well um whole swaths of of things that i that were happening that i i I didn't know about because you had to have money to know about them so um you can say though from that that I can bring you a few things that you would have never known about simply because you had money and you didn't watch PBS. So there you <laughs>
0: <go>. <laughs> No, that wasn't the case at all. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I was while you were saying earlier when you were doing the the preamble and you said something about how there was only four TV channels and in you know PBS was a big part of your life.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It, it's amazing how in In today's culture, anyone who seemed to watch a lot of PBS or listen to a lot of NPR, most people will look at you as if you were being completely elitist, (laughs) like, but it's public radio, it's public TV that should be readily available to every, that should be the go to, to anybody instead of cable, (laughs) you know,
1: know. and that was definitely the case with me. Or with my family growing up, we always had PBS. We would, you know, the, we could always have the rabbit ears and the little, you know, nine yeah. inch TV and watch PBS. Absolutely. Um, or you know, the AM radio or that kind of thing. But we we never had cable ever.
0: Yeah, in so. in in to, like this is why you know about two years ago I I completely gave up on satellite radio in, in my car and and I'm only on NPR. And, you know, you would tell someone, well, I have satellite radio, and they nobody makes a fuss about it. But you said, right. well, I always have NPR in my car, and people are like, ooh, NPR. <laughs> it's
1: it's <laughs> very strange. It's very strange when that happened. Yeah. I don't know when that happened. It's a very strange phenomenon, because it's like, no, this is... Free. You're right. It's not an elitist thing. It's free. The satellite radio and the cable should be the elitist thing, which is the way it was when I was, you know, coming exactly. up. Exactly. It's yeah. not that way
0: anymore. And, and, and by the way, NPR is always asking you for money. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you get, like,
1: yes. Yes. So, and a big part of PBS was pledge drives. You yeah. you know, you'd go in to watch your favorite show and it would come on. And then five minutes later, there'd be somebody on there begging for money. And you're yeah. all like, but what happened in the episode? <laughs> you'd be like, I'm going to watch this person ask for money for the next 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's
0: exactly right. But <laughs> it's always good to make this little uh, uh, parenthesis here because it, it's, it's important that you, we talked about, we talk about the... Um, the societal mischaracterization, if you will, of yes. public radio and public TV, because I think everybody's got it, got it wrong. You know, everybody's got it wrong. Yeah. I've I've always been a fan of of these kind of entertainment because it has no agenda but to educate.
1: Simple. That's it exactly. That's it exactly. <laughs> the, it all that's that's. But I will tell you a story about my father. I'll be tangential (laughs) again. Mm -hmm. Um, But a huge part of the reason why my father worked in television for 60 years, at least. Mm -hmm. And his main reason for working in television was one, he loved it. He loved his job. He loved being challenged. He loved fixing things. He was a problem solver. He loved doing that. But the other thing was he felt like he was performing a service in that he was educating people that people who would never be able to see or find out or discover or learn anything else, any other way, but they could through television. And he honestly felt like he was a, a facilitator in education.
0: That That is a vocation, that is a rare vocation, if you will, because nowadays television is, or radio for that matter, is rarely used for for the purpose of education, and only public radio and public television is doing that. I would bet my life on that, ain't it.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. So,
0: <laughs> what comes next, Miss uh, Aunt Jojo, in the house?
1: Uh, all right. So I'm going to totally shift everything from all of that.
2: Oh boy! Oh boy!
1: <laughs> and I'm going to go to Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness is uh, a wackadoo movie Mm -hmm. from 1992. It stars Bruce Campbell, and it was written and directed by Sam Raimi, who went on to create and direct the first Spider-Man trilogy. Mm -hmm. And Army of Darkness is a horror movie, but also a comedy movie. And... You, if you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen the Evil Dead series, because that's uh, something else that that Sam Raimi did. Army of Darkness is kind of a a little injection of this sort of movie that <laughs> that isn't too terrible. It's terrible, but isn't too <laughs> terrible. And is also funny enough to keep you hooked. And the gross out factor isn't enough to make you because some of these really go overboard with with the gross out oh, factor boy. and guts and blood and everything. This one is keeps it so that it's just disgusting enough to make you laugh. It has some really great one liners in it. Um, it has some great quotes. It's a fun movie to watch, and it's just uh, for the time of year. It's it's a goofy little little side thing it's just enjoyable bruce campbell is great in it he's unapologetically an asshole <laughs> he is the hero he is the hero of the movie but he is an unapologetic asshole and i love it because <laughs> there's no trying to make this character synthetic there's nothing at all like that it's just yep we've plopped an asshole in the middle of this and he's going to save the world so
2: <laughs> all right
0: so this movie is from 1992
1: 1992. Yep, he is uh, Bruce Campbell plays a man who is uh, accidentally transports himself to the 1300s to the court of King Arthur, oh uh, who isn't a king at the time. He's a lord, I believe. I don't think he's quite made it to king yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is an army of uh, dead that he's accidentally brought back to life. By accidentally bringing transporting himself to this time. So he has to retrieve a book called The Necronomenon, which is made out of human skin.
2: Oh, my goodness.
1: <laughs> and with the use of that, he can get home. Totally ridiculous, but um, it's a lot of fun.
0: So uh, at, what, at what point of the week would you say, you know what? I'm just going to call on my sofa and watch this movie and... Uh, what do you pair it
2: with <laughs>
1: uh, if you you compare it with having a really stupid terrible day at work
2: right, right. yeah
1: <laughs> because cuz there's some people that get knocked off that you could you know co- kind of correlate in your head with somebody that you would like to have seen their head blown up you know <laughs> <laughs> um and yes, yeah, so you could pair it with that. Uh, you could pair it with a, a, a nice whiskey. <laughs>
0: Ooh, I'm already <laughs> uh, liking it. Yes, <laughs>
1: yes, but it's not a very long movie. It's I think 80 minutes long. So it's just it's fun. It's just a fun, stupid horror movie. And uh, if you haven't seen it, it's it's completely worth it. And there's a, a line in it that that hooked me into it and made me watch the whole thing because at the beginning of it, I'm like, this has got to be the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but there's a line towards the beginning where somebody is claiming to be in charge. And, uh, the character of, of that Bruce Campbell plays, his name is Ash looks over him and says, you are in charge of two things, Jack and shit. And Jack left town. <laughs>
0: so you in Jack charge of
1: town. shit.
2: <laughs>
0: that is awesome that's awesome yeah so. yeah there's some people that yeah. need to be told that in their lives
1: yes yes yeah. exactly jack <laughs> left town he's gone so there's my uh my little cult horror film it has quite a following it's you know a lot of people are, are are fans of it in that little niche but even if you aren't i i think that there should be a place for army of darkness okay it's just fun
0: yeah. This is one, this is one for my list too. Mm-hmm. And th- I can watch a movie at several points of my day, which which is a, an ability that not a lot of people have. <laughs> I can start a movie, go to work, come back at lunch, continue it, and then finish it when, you know, at some point in the week. So this would be one of those.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's it's incredibly stupid but it's just enjoyable. In, it's enjoyable stupidity.
0: It's enjoyable stupidity. There's very little of that but <laughs> 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 but if you can find it in the movie enjoy it. <laughs> I can <Yes>. tell you. <laughs> you yeah. know, so before you you continue I, I'd also like to make a little parenthesis here and throw a, a little ball in the air. Mm-hmm. For the second time in its existence Hulu has been is doing this thing that they have called Huluin. and okay. so they started in 2000 i i want to say 2018 but they may have started it actually on, on 2017 and took it seriously last year but this year also they are doing it and it's becoming a thing and Halloween is basically a compilation of Hulu originals that are either Mystery or horror movies, and also it it contains another part of Huluin which is called Huluin Film Fest, which is a bunch of mu- movies, horror movies that are curated by a spe- specific team at Hulu, and then they they put they create it, they put it in in there for people to watch, and so among the uh, Hulu originals. There's quite a few of those that I've been meaning to watch. And of course I never get to them. Some of them are movies. Some of them are, are series. For instance, Castle uh, Castle Rock. I, I don't know if you remember, we talked about this in one of our shows. Yes. When we were announcing what comes in and what goes out of Hulu and Netflix and blah, blah, blah. So we talked about Castle Rock and it seems to be, to be catching some sort of popularity and almost, sort of a cult-like kind of popularity, if you will. So that is available there on Hulu, on the list of of Hulu originals for Hulu-win. There is Light as a Feather, and I, I read a little blurb about Light as a Feather. And it sounds interesting because it's about a group of five teenagers that are playing this game, Light as a Feather, something, something. And it turns out that You you know, somehow each one of them started dying in the same way that, you know, whatever they express their fears to be, you know, that happens to them and they die. And the survive, the ones who survive have to figure out what the hell is causing that to happen. And Mm -hmm. so that sounds interesting to me. And I want to take a quick look at it. Of course, uh, they have another... Who the original, and this one is actually a movie. It's called Wounds. And what called my attention is because it's set in New Orleans.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: And more interesting yet is the premise of it is this guy is a bartender, right? And he finds a cell phone that was left behind at his bar. And he picked up the cell phone and apparently, you know, people always call back their phone to figure out where, they, where it is. Well, it just turns out that a whole bunch of shit start going to ha- started happening after that first call came to the phone and he picked it up. Hmm. So I'm dying to see that. I'm dying to see that.
1: What's it called again? Wounds. Okay.
0: So I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm probably, well, actually, I'm, I'm supposed to go see Maleficent. I'm, I'm being dragged. To go to Maleficent, <laughs> you know, I have I have no way out of that one. <laughs> but I might watch it between tonight and tomorrow, though, Woods, uh, because I find it interesting.
1: Yeah, that sounds that sounds very cool. Yeah, yeah, I haven't heard of that that one at all. I'd heard about the um, Light as a Feather, and of course Castle Rock, but I haven't heard, I haven't seen anything about that one. So that's exciting.
0: Yeah. Hulu is doing some really dope stuff. I'll I'll be talking about some more shit that uh, are included on, on, on Hulu but these are the first three that I wanted to kind of throw out there. Uh, Yeah. In the meantime on Jojo, it's your turn.
1: (laughs) Next. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So next I'm going to go with a movie from 2011 called Bernie and this is based on a true story. It was based on an article that was written originally in a, a magazine called Texas Monthly. Which, if you're not familiar with Texas Monthly, um, I highly recommend anybody out there who's interested to check it out. It's, they write phenomenal stories and you're thinking, Texas Monthly? Really? <laughs> But um, they do on par with. There's
0: a um, lot of things I could say about Texas (laughs) (laughs) Monthly. No, all right. You're not not a fan
1: of Texas
0: Monthly? Uh, No, I don't know anything about the magazine or anything. But Texas, in and of itself, on a monthly basis, there's a whole lot of shit that we can say there.
1: Oh, yeah. I could yeah, do yeah, this yeah. all
0: day, but no.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, the the, the magazine itself, it, it, they do articles, uh, I would think, on par with um, some of the stuff I've written or read in Vanity Fair, Variety, Washington Post, New York Times. They They have a, an excellent journalistic team. They really do. When, and, um, when I,
0: okay. So a quick question, though. Yeah. When you read it, the... When you read it, does the voice reading it in your head sound (laughs) Texan?
1: It doesn't, actually. Oh, my God. (laughs) What a failure in
0: imagination. (laughs)
1: They're doing a good job. (laughs) But uh, so this movie, it's called Bernie, and uh, it's based on a true story. And it stars. It is a very strange cast. It has Jack Black, Shirley MacLaine and Matthew McConaughey in it. And it is a story that, if you didn't know was true, you would never believe in a million years. But it oh, is about a small town in Texas, a mortician in the small town. Oh boy. who has a, begins a friendship with a, a widow in the small town who is very wealthy. She's also incredibly nasty. And he, I believe, ends up marrying her. Mm-hmm. And this story is what happens to him after that. And it is a very interesting little kind of like a, a a peek into the truly macabre. Jack Black is very, very good in this. And you know how Jack Black is. A lot of the times, and we've talked about this with other actors, you look at him and you go, oh, it's Jack Black.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's Jack
1: Black, that's all he'll ever be, is Jack Black. Right. He somehow, for me, shedded, shed that in Bernie. Wow. And became this character whose name is Bernie. And it was almost like he was born to play the part of this man. Um, Jack Black did go to prison to interview Bernie. Wow. He did become involved with some of the people that were involved in the story because it happened relatively recently. He, he really kind of went above and beyond what an actor would have to do for this part. Matthew McConaughey is very good in it as the very straight-laced lawman texas lawman Mm -hmm. the what are they they have the special name the ranger ranger Ranger. he's the ranger the one that's that's going to get his man and shirley mclean is is almost always great she's very good in this as a a very nasty very rich woman and you want to punch her every time you see her (laughs) so it's great so if you're if you're interested in anything to do with true crime this is based on a true crime story it is funny but it's funny because what happened was funny and it's also a little bit ridiculous at times but what happened is actually totally ridiculous it's not a very long movie it it's 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 kind of a a character study in in just these odd little characters and how they all came together and uh ended up having something absolutely terrible happen and but in a kind of funny and ridiculous way and it's like you know how there's florida man it's it's kind of like this could have only happened in Texas.
2: <laughs>
1: only in Florida.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. you know, and it's not like I'm, I'm saying that Texas is famous for some shit, but Texas is famous for some shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. And specifically, the the don't pee in my boots and tell me it's raining uh, saying in Texas.
1: Yeah, that's a that's an interesting one. Who says that? Though? I <laughs> apparently <off>. Texans. <laughs> Come on, man. All
0: right. <laughs> We're not gonna bash Texas is not gonna happen. Let's move on. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Well this one, uh what what's it, uh where is it available? Where can one uh, stream it?
1: I believe it's available on Netflix. Uh, Let's see. looks like you can get it on Google Play, Vudu, Amazon Prime. I think it must have originally been available on Netflix, but maybe not now. You know how they always are recycling things. Oh, yeah.
0: That's Netflix. I don't even get to Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. I was happy to know that they're still losing money, but (laughs) (laughs) they're shedding money and customers, which is great, Yeah. Although they're a big part of what we do as broadcasters, but fuck yep. Netflix.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Yep.
0: That yeah. was a big rant right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So Bernie uh, is available on a number of streaming services: Hulu, uh, no, Vudu, Amazon Prime, and and something else, right? Uh, Google. And Google Play. All right. On Jojo. That one, I'm going to watch one of these days, but not soon. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it sounds a bit serious to me, but yeah, we'll we'll get to that one. Yeah. Tell me what you got next.
1: I'm going to go with another Agatha Christie adaptation. This is a newer one. This is from 2015, and it's called And Then There Were None. And Hmm. uh, it's based on one of her more popular novels, from the thirties. And this is one of the best adaptations I've, I've ever seen of one of her standalone novels. Cause this doesn't feature any sort of a detective or anything like that. Uh, she was famous for writing, you know, the characters, uh, character detectives. Yeah. This one was just a, a standalone novel. This one is excellent. It has great production values It has a brilliant cast. It has just enough changes to keep it fresh without being disrespectful, (laughs) if you would. And an ending that even today, even though Christy wrote this, you know, by this point, you know, close to 100 years ago, even today, the ending is shocking. And if you don't know anything about it, please don't do any research. (laughs) Don't get spoiled by it. Don't get a a spoiler. This one is is excellent. Um, It has the cast is uh, some of the names are Aidan Turner. um, There's Miranda Richardson, Charles Spence. I'm sorry, Charles Dance. Uh, Toby Stevens. There's a lot of British that guys in it that yeah. are always excellent. And well, like,
0: oh, oh. Denz is the first one I recognize of, of the names that you've said. And the only reason I recognize him is because he was the Lannister Patriarch in in Game of Thrones. Yes. So he was the yes. dad of, of Tyrion and Jaime and, of course, Cersei Lannister. That's the only reason I recognize the name of Charles Dance, but yeah, there's a lot of that guy who did that thing in, in, in it. Yes,
1: <laughs> yes, Sam Neil is in it too. So it's 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 a it's a good cast. It's uh, three episodes. So, it's so that was a what a mini series. Mini series, yes. By
0: whom? By BBC, I suppose.
1: Um, I believe it was the BBC. It was either the BBC or um,
0: Channel Four.
1: Uh, yeah, it may have been Channel 4, actually. I don't think, for some reason, I don't think it was the BBC that did this one. I'm not 100% sure.
0: And where one can find, where can one, one find this one?
1: This one, you can either watch on BritBox or you can get it through Amazon.
0: And Amazon, is is it free for Prime Carrier? I or?
1: believe you have to pay for okay. it. Okay. Yeah.
0: So but, uh, you've mentioned BritBox a couple of times, and I know we've, we've talked about BritBox, but would you... Can't you tell our listeners what what BritBox is all about?
1: Yeah. So BritBox is uh, another streaming service. They stream uh, British TV and uh, they stream some very old and esoteric things. They stream newer things. They are well worth the money. I think they're like six bucks a month or something along those lines, maybe a little less. They're not, not a huge amount.
0: Yeah. Um, It's it's about $60 a year, which is basically what you would pay for a subscription on on Xbox or whatever. Yes. Uh, I mean, you definitely pay more for Netflix.
1: (laughs) Yes. You talk about
0: $12 a month. Um, So yeah.
1: Yeah. You'll pay more for Netflix. And with BritBox, there's, there's, They have, they have so much. And if, if you're a fan of British television at all, and I definitely am obviously influenced by PBS in that from my youth. Um, but if you're a fan at all, it's, it is well worth the money. There is a little bit of something for everybody on there. You know, there's the British comedies. Um, Dr. Who is on there from the the very beginning, the first, very first episodes, seasons, Mm -hmm of Dr. Who old school. You know, there's some of the old comedies are on there like Last of the Summer Wine and Waiting for God and um so there's there's some there's some good stuff on there. So if you if you like British television, it's you try the trial, see what you think. It's free for I think a month.
0: Fantastic. And then if you,
1: So, yeah, absolutely. Has my hearty endorsement.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm 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 going to get onto on on Britbox. But when I finish watching all of the Doctor Who I can on on Prime, yeah, then I'm gonna go back then to the old episodes, which you know that is only can, we can only find on BritBox. Yes. All right. So why don't you tell me something uh, about these the Cabin in the Woods, continuing with the two
1: 2011 okay. uh, era. So the cabin in the woods is uh, is a movie. You can get it from Amazon Prime or Google Play, and um, this is a mystery thriller slash horror movie, and it is very very interesting. It's five friends go for a, a, a break at a remote cabin. They get more than they bargained for, discovering the truth behind the cabin in the woods. <laughs> And Chris uh, Hemsworth is in this. I think it may have been one of his first major roles. Bradley Whitford is in this. Kristen Connolly, Anna Hutchinson. Um, This movie also has a lot of of that guy's in it.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: It was written by Joss Whedon, who is, uh, you know, in in nerd fandom, a a little bit of a god. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. So Joss Whedon, of course, being the one, the person behind uh, some of the Avengers being behind Buffy the Vampire Slayer, um, being behind the uh, Firefly series, short lived Mm -hmm. Firefly series. Um, So Cabin in the Woods is a horror movie kind of turned on its side. And this is another one, if you can possibly have it not spoiled for you try to have it not spoiled for you because the, the ending of it is bonkers wackadoo (laughs) and uh, just stick through it because there's going to be parts of it where you're like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) (laughs) What in the world? (laughs) Oh boy. But if you can push through that, just through that thought, if you can just finish the thought, this is the stupidest thing, what in the world, then something's going to happen to make you go, Oh my God.
0: I, you know what? That is a very frequent feeling with with, with movies and series that you start watching. You are like what the hell am I watching? And by the time you finish saying that, something so interesting happens, and you go like, yeah, yo, I'm gonna continue this. This is this yes. can either get worse or get better. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I had, I think, the same experience. For instance, with I think the good place. When I started yeah. watching The Good Place, I was like, this can either get really terrible or it will get better. And by the, you know, second, third episode, I was like, I have to continue watching this. And now <laughs> I'm literally crying my my eyes out because it's the very last season, man. Yeah. I'm going to miss this focus.
1: <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> I know. All right. So, um... That was The Cabin in the Woods? Cabin in the Woods. Okay, so who do you have now next?
1: Let's see. Uh, Next we can go to... Let's go to 1944 Mm -hmm. and go Mm -hmm. to Gaslight. Oh. And this movie is... To me, it's it's perfect. I I love old movies. I know uh, there's lots of folks that that don't. And that's that's totally fine. But if you can give this one a chance, it stars Ingrid Bergman in what I think is her greatest performance. Joseph Cotton, who is one of my favorite kind of stable actors. Yeah, he he was in a lot of really great movies. Uh, in the 40s and the 50s. And uh, he's he's one of those faces that is just very comforting to see for me for some reason. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. He's he's a very solid actor. And then Charles Boyer is in it. And Charles Boyer was in the 40s very much a... Um, more in the thirties and the forties, a a sort of like a, a movie matinee idol, like the kind of, he had a, an accent and women would ooh and ah over him. And he always played that kind of character. So this, this movie, he does not play that kind of character at the beginning. He does, but that is not what he actually is. He's a bad guy in this movie. So this was a complete departure for him from anything that he'd ever played before. And, It's it's delightful. Um, It was directed by George Cukor. Angela Lansbury is actually in this, too. She it was her screen debut and she was nominated for an Oscar. Mm -hmm. It was based on a play and. There was a movie made in 1940 uh, that was not successful from what I understand, but this 44 version was very successful. So they
0: tried it again four years later.
1: They tried it again four years later and, and had, they had a hit and, um, this movie is about psychological manipulation and it is about how individuals can make other people crazy. Literally. I'm not talking in this, in the facetious sense at all, but in this, in the sense of of making you genuinely believe that you have lost your grip on reality right. exactly. and and this movie is where the term gaslighting came from it's like oh you're gaslighting me you're you i'm crazy there I'm is
0: something to learn here right folks yes. you yes. b- will so be learning shit <laughs> there you
2: go
1: So this, this movie is where that comes from. So this, this movie had enough of a cultural impact to actually put a word into the American lexicon. Fantastic. Um, So if you get the chance to see it, it is beautifully directed. It is, again, I think Ingrid Bergman is, is fantastic in it. She is one of my favorite actresses and I think this is her best role. And um, Charles Boyer, when you're, when you're watching it, you're, you're, I think a lot of people are kind of like, what in the world? But you, you just have to view him through the lens of the thirties and the forties as being this sort of typical quote unquote, handsome meat leading man. And then once you view him through that lens and, and, and realize that he's the bad guy in this, then you'll you'll kind of get over the little bit of cringe factor that, that that he has going on there, and 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 realize that he he is very good in this. He is very good. He's a very good bad guy, um, and if he hadn't been, this this wouldn't have been the the classic that it is. Joseph Cotton plays a police officer, again very very good. But uh, it's it's about the relationship between Ingrid Bergman, who plays a, a woman named Paula. Uh, a very sheltered, um, sweet, educated, but innocent woman. Charles Boyer plays a man named Gregory, who is a very, not formally educated, but extremely wise in the ways of the world, extremely evil, extremely manipulative, um, incredibly devious bad guy. And Joseph Cotton plays the savior in the sense of being the only person who sees that something isn't right, right. and is willing to act on it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Whereas other people in the character of Paula's life are, are going, Oh, well, there's nothing we can do. Oh, well, there's nothing we can do. Oh, well, there's nothing we can because,
0: do. Because, you know, um, everything leads to, there's no, there there. Yes. Right.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so uh, Gaslight is great. I one of my favorite movies from from that era, and uh, just just a a brilliant, brilliant movie. It's available on Google Play. It's available on Amazon Prime. It's available on Vudu and iTunes.
0: Sweet. I don't do well with old movies for a number of reasons, but I think one of them is a little bit of the of the cringe factor that you talk about. Um, in that I, 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 am always questioning the histrionics of the actors. And I fail to remember that there is in, an enormous correlation to the, the way people were back then, to tell you the truth. So I'm, I'm basically seeing what they're doing and seeing through the lens of modern times. Whereas I fail to remember that they are precisely acting up their times in their time and speaking and using lexicon and gesturing and, um, and using phonetics of their time. So that is a failure on my part, but, uh, I am going to give that one a go because again, gaslighting is even, even a, in actual terminology, in modern psychology, in, in modern yes. behavioral science, yes. And if you want to really know gaslight in in a nutshell today, you can look basically at what you know the the Trump administration administration does with the truth and
1: yes. <laughs> and stuff like yes. that. Yes. 100%. And if you want to see the, the origin of that and, and, and everything, this movie displays it so perfectly that the, the, the advantage being taken of gullibility, mm-hmm. um, even or innocence or faith right. even. Right. And the fact that someone would use that for their own evil advantage to the complete detriment of the person that they're supposed to be taking care of is horrible and abominable, and this movie lays it all out for you. And f- especially for something from 1944, it's very gritty in that sense. Beautiful. Um, it does not cut any corners. There is no... <sighs> to me there is no uh hiding anything behind a veil of of anything it's um just shows you the the, the darker side of human nature
0: yeah i absolutely right i i personally have will uh, like i said i will take a look at this movie because i'm i'm madly interested in the whole premise of it but here's the thing i've got a surprise for you jojo mhm so one of the movies you've got here, which is actually an old movie. You talked about it before and I watched it
2: uh-huh. and
0: it literally became one of my favorite movies. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And, and it it's is also from 1944.
1: Na- 1944. I believe. 1944,
0: <laughs> 1944. One of the most beautiful movies I've seen. One of the most profound Little drama movie that I've seen, and also, I think the actors were brilliant. I think the entire premise of the movie was fantastic, and uh, it, it sort of like changed my views on on old movies.
1: I think nineteen forty four was a good year.
0: It probably was. It was the year <laughs> my mother was born too. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. It may have been perhaps a great year for for uh, the silver screen because they did put on some great productions. The movie we've been talking about ever since is is Double Indemnity, and I would like to think, uh, Jocelyn, that we you'd mentioned this movie. When when did we did you, and what episode did you mention this movie? I, I think it was probably on the summer. It may have been on the first. Put put this on your watch list. It may it? have been, huh?
1: or one of our earlier ones before that. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think it was on the summer list, was
1: it? I think I don't it was, think it was the summer list. I it, think it was one of the earlier early lists.
0: Put this on your watch list one and two, which um Eve. I'll take a quick look here. I can tell you what episodes those, what number of episodes those are. But yeah, like I said, every time you mention when we do these shows, part of the reason I enjoy doing these shows with you, um, is more, I want to say, is because I can, I I discover a lot of, a lot of movies that I've never heard of. In my reluctance, from my reluctance to watch old movies, I've probably never given them a chance until you mentioned them. And again, it's been, you've never failed me. (laughs) Um, Well,
1: I'm glad to hear it.
0: (laughs) I definitely want to say that this was one of your best recommendations. And that was those shows that we're talking about, where we came up with those lists was episodes three and five. Put these on your watch list part one and put these on your watch list part two. So that was episode three and episode five. Those were back in March when we, when we had just gotten started. Also, if you like to have a, a list of, of stuff to watch, you can also visit episodes twenty episode nineteen and twenty of Kicking and Streaming Podcast. Those are also, here's what you should binge watch this summer. But they aren't necessarily summer movies, are they?
1: No, all That's over right. the place.
0: They're all over the place. So, yes, Jojo, uh, Double Indemnity was great. And I, I would, of course, love it if you would give our listeners a bit of a of a synopsis of what this movie is about. <laughs>
1: this movie yeah. is... Um is, is considered a classic, in it, but, but for a reason, not because it's old and dusty or anything like that. As Graham just said, he's, he's not a big fan of, uh, or hadn't been a big fan of older movies, but this movie is still topical and believable and completely watchable. Um, directed by the great Billy Wilder, one of my favorites. Uh, written by Billy Wilder and also written by Raymond Chandler, who is, who is one of my favorite authors. This movie is about an insurance rep who uh, lets himself be talked into a scheme of insurance fraud that involves murder and murder of an inconvenient husband. And it also stars, uh, well, uh, Fred McMurray plays that, uh, that insurance rep. The female lead is Barbara Stanwyck. Who is another great actress at the time. And then we have an insurance investigator who just doesn't like the way things look. Yeah. And that is the great Edward G. Robinson. Uh, to me,
0: perhaps the great, the, the greatest uh, uh, supporting character I've seen in anything ever.
1: Yes. 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 I'll agree with you 100%. And uh, so he's just. It is about, you know, the the sexual tension between Barbara Stanwyck and Fred McMurray, the the longing, the lust, the, the fall into doing what you would never in a million years think you would do for money uh, or for love, yeah. and then the long arm of the law, if you will, in the form, uh, not of the law, but of insurance. (laughs) Yes. Um, and by somebody who is just, just doesn't feel like something is right. He's the only one who doesn't feel that something is right, but by golly, he's, he needs to figure it out and not necessarily because he wants he i think just in the in the way that some people have to finish a puzzle or have to finish a crossword he just can't let it go because he just needs the yes. resolution of it yeah. he, he he just smells something wrong and he needs to figure out what it is yes and uh and whether he's right in thinking that so uh if you haven't seen it it's it's a film noir uh it's uh it's a murder mystery it's a thriller and it's just it's just lovely
0: I'm, uh, I'm. I was in awe uh, the entire time that I saw this movie, and um I was like, I, I cannot believe she got me to watch this. But most of all, <laughs> I cannot believe I'm liking this. I'm enjoying this so much. It was, oh my god, what a movie! What a movie! <laughs> yep, yeah, you 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 you're good, Judge, I ain't gonna lie. You know I ain't going to lie, but you're good, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have two left, JoJo. Uh, it, it's amazing that, that we've gone through this little list right here, but uh, yeah, we, we've got yeah. two left.
1: So you one, want to talk about Lore next?
0: One I've already started watching, and like I said, I've, uh, this is the third time I'm going to say this. I'm hooked. <laughs> I'm hooked. I'm hooked. I'm hooked. Please tell us about Lore.
1: So Lore is on Amazon Prime and lore is a tv show that was made from a podcast
2: um
1: so uh and it's how folklore has shaped i would say the the psyche of of the country um of of us and how True stories have been used as sort of uh, in the uh, like a, a teaching manner, or or changed a little bit, or moved a little bit, or they have some basis in fact to kind of say, you know, oh well, here's the boogeyman that's going to get you, or here is you know your reward for being a good person, mm-hmm. or here's what's going to happen to the bad guys if you do this. So it's it's a very interesting little series. Each episode is about. Thirty minutes long. There's two seasons of it, and there's some very interesting stories in there. And it's you'll you'll learn a lot. Yes. Um, it is. It is based on fact. It's not fictional stories, and and it definitely goes in depth into the uh, the research and the the tangentials and the um, what references. That's the word I'm most looking for no. the references, so that you know that this isn't just. Some story that this guy is telling you that he just pulled out of his elbow i um
0: i, I think I think the the, the thing I'm, I like about it the most there are a few things I like, but the thing I like about it the most is the demonstration of how juxtaposed the truth and folk tales can be and yes. and and how pretty much everything we've ever heard of that he said that someone would have to say you know this the story was that sometime back in blah 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 this happened may have happened but by the time it comes to you by the time you hear of it it has been swirled around and diluted so much that it is that part of it that becomes The folk, the folk, the folk tale. Right. So it's no longer anywhere near the truth because it's been told and retold so many times. It's been embellished so many times that it will take some research to go back and find out what exactly happened. Yes. Now, the beautiful, the other beautiful thing about it, it is that the show will tell you the truth of that folk tale without an expert from the University of Oxford or some, some motherfucker sitting there and, 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 and telling you, Well, wow, it was based on my research. It it just it just just lays it out there for you very easily through wonderful storytelling, isn't it?
1: Yes. That's very concise storytelling that is very very informative very quickly.
0: Yeah, yeah. You are right. So I think it's, it's a it's a hooray for podcast in yes. that it, it's one of the few podcasts that, that originated as a podcast and all of a sudden, boom, someone decided, you know, we should take this to the next, le- next level. That is obviously a kudos to the ability to tell story through, you know, voice recording.
1: And I do like that, um, at least with the first season, the... The original the, the creator is, is the narrator. And um, I like that they involved him, you know, that he yeah. didn't they didn't just take his idea and be like, oh, we're going to make a TV show and not give you any credit. It it, yeah, yeah. Let's bring... it is definitely it's presented and you're told that, hey, this is a podcast based on a podcast. Yeah. And I think that's very, very awesome. And uh, I think I kind of want to say that only Amazon would do that. But
0: well, Sort of true. <laughs> you know, Hulu would have you know brought Morgan Freeman and shit to to narrate.
1: <laughs> yes, know, exactly. And Netflix of, would have you know I don't know somebody.
0: Yeah, yeah, they, they would have taken some famous Hollywood dude. Yeah. You know,
1: Matthew um, McConaughey. All right, alright right. <laughs> What's
0: this dude's name, my boy from Old State? That's Old State, uh, Oh yeah, Dennis Haysbert. <laughs> yes they would have they would have brought that guy you know but they kept what's his name aaron Monkey. is it yeah. aaron aaron Monkey. yeah and and that's that's very humble of Netflix. uh yeah. i mean of 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 uh prime
1: of prime yeah yeah, yeah. amazon oh yeah. it was good of them
0: sweet uh now we are in the last one aren't we yes okay talk to me about that one jojo
1: All right, so it's going to be a a movie called The Woman in Black, and it's uh, from 2012, Mm -hmm. and it stars Daniel Radcliffe.
0: I know that was the one. I I always (laughs) confuse that movie with the cabin thing.
1: Yes. Yeah, for some reason. (laughs) And it came out close to around the same time. So, yeah. So there's The Cabin in the Woods, which is is not related. And then there's The Woman in Black. Yeah. yeah. So this this one is 2012. It's Daniel Radcliffe. There's a few uh, black guy, English guys in it. (laughs) And it is a gothic horror movie. And it is... For me, a horror movie in the very true sense of the term horror. I'm, I'm not a huge horror watcher, but I do love something that is 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 scary and creepy, but psychologically. I, I don't really, I'm not a huge fan of all the big jump scares. I, I, I'm not a big fan of lots of gore just for the sake of gore. Yeah. This one is, um, it's paranormal. There are ghosts involved. But there's also a question in your mind if there really are or if some of this is coming from the brain of the of Daniel Radcliffe, the character that he plays. You aren't quite sure if perhaps he isn't mad, insane. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thoroughly enjoyed this movie and it did thoroughly creep me out. And uh, there was another version of it made in 1989. I think that was a TV movie that was made, I believe, by the BBC or maybe uh, LWT. But they, uh, this one was a British-American, Swedish, and Canadian production. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, it's set in the early 20th century in England. It follows the character that uh, Daniel Radcliffe plays. He's a recently widowed lawyer um, who has taken a job at a remote village in uh, England and is told that when he gets there, that the, the town and, and a a particular a house in the town is haunted by the ghost of a woman in black. And he is not a big believer in that he's a man of science and this story kind of takes you down a path of grief, uh, cause he has recently widowed of madness of love and of possibilities. Mm-hmm. And, um, I enjoyed this as much as it creeped me out. I did enjoy it very much. Um, and it felt like sort of like reading an, an old short story and a creepy old short story uh you know set in in the gothic times gothic victorian england Mm -hmm. the production of it everything is very gray and foggy it's very atmospheric and it's definitely something to put on and uh you know if you have a fireplace have a fire or maybe have the the puppy dog in your lap and just kind of curl up and and watch it and be prepared for a nice little creep fest
0: yeah, my dog is is 95 pounds. So no, he's not, <laughs> not that dude. No, but, but I feel you. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Um. So this is one of those that I know of and I have been hesitant to watch because I don't know the whole, the woman in black thing sort of like creeps me out from the very beginning. And Now that I have assurances that, you know, it's not, you know, jump at you scary kind of shit, I'll probably go ahead and give it a look.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, there is a couple of little like gasp scenes, but it's not full of those awful jump scares that are just there to make you, you know, pee yourself. <laughs> essentially, <laughs> <laughs> uh, This is, this is a little more psychological, a little more creepy.
0: Okay, sweet. So. Like I said, with this show, we we wanted to to start a tradition that I will become more familiar with. I'm I'm going to be more open to watching certain movies now. Um, One could say that I'm kind of boring in that respect because I I only gravitate towards a certain genre and, and could be very dismissive of others. And so just so everything doesn't fall on, 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 on your shoulders that heavily, I'm going to be more prepared <laughs> next time for, <laughs> for this particular episode. Um, so Streaming Bloody Murder is this new tradition we have started, and it is all about what you should be watching in this epoch of uh, Halloween, right, George?
1: Yep, creepy time of year.
0: <laughs> creepy time of year.
1: The the ghosties and the ghoulies and the spookies and the, the fog oh. and the the fog and the darker nights and mm. Yeah, time to think about our own mortality. Yeah. I I d I don't know.
2: <laughs>
0: Something like that, innit? <laughs> so we definitely hope that you have enjoyed uh, this show. We hope we we hope you've made at least you know, you've, you've chose to watch some of this or all of it for that matter. I know I will. And of course, if there are more movies or series that you would like to suggest, we are, we, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us. Uh, we have an email address. It's on our website. Our website is kickinginstrumentpodcast.com. Also, you can follow us on Instagram. On the IG, we are Kicking and Streaming underscore podcast. You can find Jocelyn also on Instagram as Jocelyn Podcast. Right, Jocelyn? That's me. Jocelyn Podcast. I am Mr. Putzeta on Instagram and also on the Twitter, Mr. Putzeta. You can find the podcast on Twitter as Kicking and Streaming Podcast. We're happy to come to you every week, but we also would love would be very happy to hear what you have to say about us. And if you do, do that, please, on Apple Podcast. You can rate us. You can say a few words. And uh, you will make us very happy.
1: Very happy. Very happy. Yeah.
0: Again, this, uh, this is a special one. We hope you like it. And tell us what you think. We're here for you. We're here every day. And we'll be here back next week. For me, for Jocelyn, this is Hasta la Vista. (laughs) Thanks Uh,
1: a lot, everybody.
2: Bye, people.
1: Bye.